Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. What are the three conditions required for trust? Hello, everyone. Kevin Cruz here, helping you to achieve your full potential five days a week. And in just a minute, we're going to talk about the 10 laws of trust. But first, don't forget to visit leadx.org, where you'll find hundreds of articles from the best business and career writers out there. That's leadx.org. Our guest today is the chairman of JetBlue and a consulting professor at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. He's the founding partner of Peterson Partners and the author of The Ten Laws of Trust, Building the Bonds That Make a Business Great. Our guest is Joel Peterson. Joel, welcome to the show. Nice to be with you, Kevin. Well, I'm excited to dive into the book, but first, I have a question. I'm wondering if you will share a time uh, when you actually failed, maybe early in your career, and what did you learn from it? Why do so many people like to talk about failure? <laughs> do you think it's overrated? <laughs> no. Uh, actually, that's a funny line from Peter Thiel. Uh, in, in Silicon Valley, they talk about failure as the preamble, the prelude to success. And he said one time, uh, it's overrated. <laughs> I, I've got a couple of examples of, of failure. The first one's a very simple one where I was working on a deal uh, for a couple of months and it fell apart and I had my head in my hand. Trammel Crow sat across the room from me and he spotted me. He came over to my desk and said, what's wrong? And I said, this deal I've been working on blew up and it's not going to happen. And uh, he stood up and he just looked at me and said, there's a trolley every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great lesson. It wasn't my fault, really, that it had fallen apart, but it was a failure. The deal didn't happen, and I felt bad. The other example that I've got is one where I just blew it. I had worked on an uh, information system, and we had a budget maybe of 10 or $12 million, and it kept getting deferred. The deliverables weren't arriving. It got more complex, and it was just completely off budget and behind schedule and everything. And I ended up uh, basically shutting it down after having wasted a bunch of money. And I even felt that I should kind of withdraw and just say, uh, you know, I blew it. And the guy that I was working for said, declare victory and move on. And that was a great lesson to me. I mean, we'd learned some things. Uh, it had been a failure. But the idea was, look, we learned a lot. Declare victory and move on. Boy, I, I like both of those stories, those lessons. And it actually reminded me uh, – Mark Cuban, I think, once said about – he was asked about all the deals that he's missed out on as a venture capitalist. And he – similar to the trolley line, he said, uh, great deals are like buses. You know, They come over and over and over again. So not to get too wrapped up in them. That's great. So, Joel, the, your, your book is The Ten Laws of Trust. Now, let's start at the beginning. You wrote an entire book on, on trust. You could have written a book on anything, but you picked trust. Why is trust so vital? Well, I think uh, trust allows people to innovate. It makes organizations more flexible. It allows things to get done faster. If you just look at Congress and sort of how our government works, where there's such low trust, it's inflexible. Things don't get done. They cost more. They take longer. But that aside, uh, it's just a much happier way to live, a much more stress-free life. Because if you're around people you trust, things go better. Life's better. 
Yeah, personal life or business life, right? Exactly. You say that trust depends on three conditions. What are they? Well, first of all, I would say that trust really depends on results. I mean, fundamentally, we, we learn to trust people when they produce results. Um, but the fundamental character, the, the fundamental uh, elements of trust are first character. You can't trust somebody that doesn't have high character, that doesn't have integrity, because they'll fail you in the moment of stress. Secondly, the person has to be competent. There's no point in trusting somebody who has high character if they're not competent, if they can't deliver again. And then finally, they have to have authority. There's no point in me trusting you to help me not pay taxes if you don't have the authority to change the law or to do anything. So all three conditions have to be present for trust to be a smart thing to rely on. And related to this, of course, your book is The Ten Laws of Trust. And in this short podcast, we can't go through them all. But can you share a few of the laws and explain them to us? The first one I list is this notion of integrity. I think uh, if a leader doesn't have integrity, he or she will never be trusted because they will cheat a little bit on this. If they don't have integrity in their personal lives, it's hard to trust them in their business lives. So I think that's, that's one vital starting element. Organizations tend to mimic the leader, and so high-trust organizations tend to have high-trust leaders. Low-trust organizations, low-trust leaders. Another one that I like to think about is respect. If you don't show respect for people in the organization, it's very difficult to create a high-trust enterprise, and that includes everybody from the receptionist to the EVP. And then I think the final one that I mention is this idea of communication lavish communication. High trust organizations communicate before, during, and after events. They communicate bad news as well as good news. People, when they're kept in the dark, assume the worst. They learn not to trust. So high trust organizations are one where there's just tons of communication going on. People are open. There's an open door policy. There's transparency. People, of course, make mistakes, but they communicate about them. That's great, uh, Joel. And listeners, I just want to um, kind of underline uh, the, the last one that Joel mentioned on communication because, you know, research is pretty clear that that's one of the top three or four drivers of employee engagement. And Joel, I like what you said. If there's low communication, you know, people will fill in the blanks. And usually whatever they think, whatever they're rumoring about is worse than whatever the reality is. <laughs> people are really smart. They pick up on things. They figure things out. And so if you're not talking to them, they're going to add things together. They'll connect the dots. And this isn't a, a question that we prep, but I'm curious when it comes to your laws or even communication, do you have specific advice for, for let's say you're a, a new manager, you've inherited a new team, or even you're a new employee uh, in, a, in a new company. Are there ways to kind of quickly earn trust of, of your team members and peers? I think it starts out with listening to them. We don't trust people who don't listen to us. And usually that means capturing what another party is saying. So I, I advise new managers, new leaders, new team leaders uh, to spend the first 90 days getting to know team members, being able to capture what it is they're saying and needing as well as they captured it themselves. That will build trust faster than anything power of listening. So Joel, before we wrap up, I always like to challenge our listeners to become 1% better every single day. Is there something you can challenge all of us to do to try out today? 
you know, I was asked, you know, Adam Bryant at uh, the New York Times writes this thing called The Corner Office. Right. I had a uh, an interview with him, 90-minute interview, and then, of course, he writes this short column. <laughs> uh, he entitled the one he did with me, Listening Without an Agenda. Mm. That was a really good capture of what I would say. If you want to make yourself better, don't have an agenda. You know how people sometimes, they're listening to you, and you think they're, they're just waiting until they can make their comment. <laughs> they're thinking of something else. I think this idea of listening with, with no agenda is a really powerful way to get better and better at building high trust. And it'll make everybody, I don't know if it'll make them 1% better, <laughs> 21% better. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And um, what's the best way for our listeners to find out more about uh, you and your work, Joel? Well, there's a site, www.10lawsoftrust.com. And then I'm a, an influencer at LinkedIn. So I've written 100 and some articles. Uh, at LinkedIn that might be interesting to people. That's great. I appreciate your time and all of your advice on this. All right, friends, you've just been mentored by the great JetBlue chairman, Joel Peterson. Don't forget you can get links and notes from this interview over at leadx.org. And of course, you can get the 10 Laws of Trust from amazon.com or your favorite bookstore. And listeners, if you got even one new idea today, please hop on over to iTunes or Stitcher and just leave a short, honest review on the show. That would mean the world to me. Until next time, remember, leadership is about influence, not authority. You influence others when you speak up. You also influence people in another direction when you remain silent. So leadership is not a choice. You are a leader. You are influencing whether you want to be or not. The question is, what kind of leader will you be? <laughs>